Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about vulnerability. It's something that has really, really been you know, on my mind lately and I wanted to take the opportunity to sort of share my journey. I've mentioned on my social media that this homeschool journey that I've been on has been one that originally started out being something that I was doing for my kids. And it's so quickly making me realize that this journey is something that I needed so deeply um, and I wasn't even aware of it. It's a great reminder that if you feel like you're being pulled in a direction that's kind of scary to you, um, unknown outside of the box, um, something that you originally would have thought was not for you, to allow yourself the opportunity to walk that path, even as scary as what it is. Um, homeschool, I felt tugged in the homeschool direction for several years, even before COVID hit when we actually started homeschooling. But I always just kind of pushed it out of my mind and found other avenues and said to myself, well, you know, that's just not for me. You know, that's great for those people, but it's just not for me. But it just was this feeling that I kept getting that, you know, wasn't going away. So, you know, COVID's had its negative things, but one of the things that I will say I'm thankful for COVID for is the fact that it changed our trajectory and it changed our course and it immediately put homeschooling very much right in my lap. And it made me really realize that it really is something that I do need to do. Um, you know, when COVID hit, the kids were basically just sent home and it wasn't the school's fault, but the online stuff just wasn't working. My kids just weren't responding to it. They're not usually on devices like that. And it was more and more just becoming really difficult for me, especially having a young child, having Lily being um, a baby. I just really felt very much called to just scrap the whole thing and just homeschool and separate from, you know, doing the school stuff that they were sending um, and just find my own rhythm. And I remember um, other homeschool moms, one in particular who I'm friends with, saying that the biggest thing that homeschool does is it, it gives you the ability to have school be around your schedule versus your schedule is dictated around school. And I had really had to take the time to reflect on that. And I guess I really didn't totally get it until that hit. And I was like, I don't want to be dictated by this schedule anymore. I want to take ownership of my schedule and my day. And I want to take ownership of it because I have always known that I want to be very, very intentional with my time, with my kids, and all of that, because it's really important to me. And especially having four kids, I really have to be, because otherwise, then I feel like I'm falling short, which as parents, we always will, 
but I hold myself to a pretty high standard. And so I just really just something clicked in me to say, I'm just going to do my own thing and find my own rhythm. And so then when the next school year came and we decided we're just going to continue, I didn't realize how this was going to affect me, you know, what this journey was going to do to me, how this was really meant for me to do. Um, Yes, my kids are benefiting from it. Um, And again, they're the reason why I did it. It was never about me. Most of the things that I do aren't really about me. They're about my kids. Um, I tend to overextend myself to my kids and be overly available because of my mom never being available. So, um, you know, it wasn't me that I had in my forefront of my mind. I guess I was naive to think that it wasn't going to affect me or change things, but not to this deep level in which it's being a part of my healing journey. So I've really been trying to be very intentional with um, healing. And, you know, if you know my story, you know that I do have a significant amount of trauma and things that, you know, have happened in my life from when I was very young. And I've always had sort of the odds stacked against me in ways. Um, I'm not saying that it's the worst situation because there are many situations way worse than mine. Um, And I don't allow myself to play the victim. So I don't really allow it to be a part of my identity. But in the same sense, it is a part of who I am. And I've struggled with that because I have really tried to push that aside. And and I thought I had gotten rid of it, that it wasn't a part of me anymore, and that it didn't own me, and that I wasn't a victim of it, and that I was going to have a different mindset about it. But what I'm realizing is the more I dive deep into continuing through my healing journey, which is an an ever, you know, changing process and you're really never going to 100% arrive. Um, As I peel back the layers, I'm realizing that I have held on to so much that I thought I had let go. And that really affects, I believe, um, your mental you know, your mental mindset, your physical, you know, the pain you're in, the sicknesses that you have. And I truly believe that it's all connected. And so if you know my story, you also know that I am more of a natural options and not natural solutions kind of person when it comes to um, healing sicknesses and um, treating my family. <clears throat> I've been on a journey starting with essential oils and all kinds of different things, um, herbs, and now homeopathy. And so I've been on such a journey with that and just continuing to learn as much as I can and just seeing the amazing effects that they have and what the correlation between our trauma and, and our sicknesses um, <clears throat> and our ailments really have that coincide. And so I try to be a person that's constantly aware of that. And so as I've been diving through these layers, 
I'm realizing, yeah, I'm holding on to a lot of those things. And I truly believe that God knew that I needed this experience to kind of bring an awareness and an understanding of that, that maybe I was just subconsciously trying to turn off. Um, and so it's been such an amazing journey and it's, and it's really been a key part of, you know, helping me get to the next level of sort of healing process that I've been on and I've truly been struggling with, um, for a long, long time. And most recently, um, you know, trying to move on from some recent traumas that have happened and even things within our marriage that have been really hard for me to continue to process and not wanting to allow them to own me, but needing to figure out how to let them go. And um, vulnerability is like really resonating with me right now. And it's really neat how God works and he'll put different things in my fort. He's always had a way of allowing me when I get in the right zone um, and I'm open to it, he allows me to see the perfectly right things I need to see so that I can, um, you know, sort of continue the wheels turning. And so vulnerability is really on my mind right now. And what homeschooling has done has brought this to the forefront because homeschooling has really put me in a very vulnerable position. It makes me feel very vulnerable a lot. And I, and I don't like to feel that way. And so typically I will run from vulnerability all the time, every time. I run from it, I'm realizing, more than I even realized. (laughs) And so God knew that I wouldn't run from it when it came to my kids because he knew that I will do anything always for them. And I will be uncomfortable and I will go through pain and I will do what's necessary always for them because I never had that for me. Not just with my own mom and dad, um, but with a lot of people in my life, Um, even my husband, up until there were changes made. So I've never really had anybody willing to do that for me. And love is a very complicated word for me. And receiving love is a very, very hard thing for me to do, except from my children. Um, although I think that's what leads me to be so hard on myself as a parent, as a mother, um, because I tend to have the, you know, those old stigmas in my head from all of the years of being branded and told who I was from people that had no idea, but needed me to be that for them for whatever reason, um, who didn't really believe in me and thought I was something that I wasn't. Um, So I've lived in that sort of shadow for so, so very long. And I've had to really break through the, the 
the trauma of that and therapy has helped and just being very committed to it. I knew that it was what was even preventing me from, you know, I think believing that I could be a good mother and it led me to believe, and I share this in another podcast, um, it led me to believe that it was why I couldn't get pregnant when I went through my infertility and we tried for years and I wasn't able to get pregnant and that was such a dark, dark time for me and part of that was because I really truly believed that I had no further reason to be here on this earth. Um, I did no good for anybody. I was a waste of time and energy and breath. Um, and I couldn't get pregnant because, um, I just wasn't meant to be, uh, and I couldn't be a good mother. And so, I had to move past that. And so this homeschool journey has been so amazing. It's brought me so much closer to my relationship with God because um, it allows me to bring God into more conversations than I ever would have before. I lean on him more than what I ever did before. Um And I'm open to seeing what he wants me to see through this journey because I believe that, you know, he was tugging at me to continue to move forward with it. And so it's, it's vulnerable because my kids are always around and I tend to be a person I'm realizing through this journey. I tend to be a person that hides a lot from, from people. I tend to be very closed off. I tend to believe that people already have um, an opinion of me and it's negative. Um, I tend to be a person who is um, just not always truly, not that I'm a dishonest person because I'm one of the most honest people that you will find to a fault sometimes, Um, but I tend to hide And maybe in a way, um, you know, not present completely who I am. Um, I, I tend to create at times a character of who I believe people want me to be because, um, being myself has always gotten me in trouble and, made me feel like I I don't really ever have anywhere that I belong. So I tend, I've been realizing that I shy away. I like to have time to myself um, where I'm not on, like no one's watching me. Um, I like to go through things on my own. I don't like to have, you know, a lot of people around. I tend to be difficult to care for because I tend to just want to do it like alone and just be by myself. Um, because I've always been alone. Um, I do being alone very well because I have always been alone. And so God has provided me with a new, a new existence where I'm not alone 
And I guess it's hard for me to know how to always be in that space. So that makes me feel vulnerable. I feel exposed. But it's actually a beautiful thing because I've always believed that I am the one who has to break these generational cycles. You know, I have to be the one who stops the cycle. And so when many people believed that I would just grow up and be a complete waste and a mess and I would never be a good mom and kind of branded me based on who my mom is, um, I always knew that I was going to break the cycle and that was not a reason to be that way. Um, you know, I just knew that even though it's really hard for me and I'm going to suffer, um, my kids won't know the problems that I knew and and know, and then the next generation will be better. And I, and I have to have faith and I pray and I, and I visualize it and I see it. Um, what I want for the future generations of what I'm creating today, um, how I want it to be healthy and how I want it to look. And, um, so I knew that it was going to take a lot of work because there's been a lot of damage and I don't know, I've never had a mother really. I mean, She's obviously still living, but I've never known in my whole life what it feels like to have a loving, caring mother or a loving, caring mother-in-law or really many loving, caring relationships in general. Most of my relationships have been very unhealthy and, and for a long time, I did not realize that they even were. Um, but it's because I was really, really fascinated even at a very young age with psychology and, um, how the brain works, um, you know, how we socialize, interact with each other, um, all of that kind of stuff were always really interested me, but I never had the opportunity to go to school and really dive into, that kind of a field. I've, I'm self-educated. I've read a ton of books. I've been through a lot of therapy. I've done a lot of work on my own end. So I feel like I'm a product of that. Um, and so I feel like I've done a lot of hard work throughout the years. And I'm glad that we waited till we were older to have kids because it's given me even more time to arrive there. Um, And again, I guess I did not realize when I decided to have kids that they would play such a role in my journey of the last, you know, or the, you know, sort of the final chapter of healing and uh, transformation as a person, you know, um, 
it's something that I would not be experiencing if they were in school. I just know that um, because I know what it felt like before and it was a great experience. Um, and you know, when COVID hit, it was really sad for me because the school we were involved in, I felt like they were kind of like my family, like my home away from home. I looked to a lot of the, the teachers and moms and staff there as like support. I felt like I had a place almost like where I belonged in a way. Um, and it was, it was great in a lot of ways. And it was something that I needed at the time. But when COVID hit, it was really depressing for me because I lost that um, because we were no longer going anymore. Um, and so the other thing is, you know, politically, this Emma, this pandemic is a huge political thing and it has divided sides. And so, you know, you're seeing all these people sharing how they feel about things. And it's like, oh boy, like it's now segregated people and it's pulling people apart. And I felt like there was a lot of moms that I had felt really close to and even teachers that I admired and looked up to, but felt really just disconnected from them knowing that, you know, they just are not where I'm at and they are feeling pretty negatively about people that might feel the way I feel about this pandemic or, um, you know, just all kinds of things changed with how I viewed people, how I felt like they viewed me. Um, and so it was sad, but at the same time, I felt like if there's anything I've learned in life too, it's that there are seasons and some, you know, some seasons last short, some long, but then seasons change. And so my season was changing and I was feeling sad about it, but realized that now was time for me to, you know, have faith in myself and, um, lean into God a little bit more and to say to myself, you know what, we don't have that. Um, I'm alone once again, um, which is a, you know, it's, it's interesting because as much as I'm used to being alone and I tend to like want to be alone and that, you know, makes me feel vulnerable to not be alone, then it's also a sad feeling when you feel alone at the same time. So I had to have faith that the right people would again come into my life as they usually always do. Just like I mentioned, I never had a mother figure or or a mom rather or a loving mother-in-law. Um, I've had mother figures throughout my life who I'm very, very thankful for. And although, you know, the season change and they don't always stay in my life, I'll never forget them and what they gave to me and how they did love me and accept me and see me when my own mother couldn't. Um, so, you know, vulnerability is, it's difficult. I think we all tend to not want to be vulnerable and our vulnerability, you know, it looks different to, to all of us. What really brings up that vulnerable, vulnerable feelings in us are all going to be different triggers. But for me, 
just always being on, always having to be available. Um, also having to set healthy boundaries with my kids to be able to tell them, listen, I'm not going to always be available has been my most recent endeavor. And that's so hard for me. Um, because I tear myself down every time I have to say that to my kids, which is not often, but I, I even had to say it tonight because, you know, my kids didn't want to go to bed. It's late. I had a, um, an Instagram live that I really felt I wanted to just be a part of. I just was needing some time for me to do something that was going to feed my soul and, you know, my four-year-old didn't want to go to bed. So she's like beside me trying to get me to, to engage with her. And she's setting all this stuff up, you know, play like food for me and all this stuff from the play kitchen. And, you know, I had to keep saying no until she finally just fell asleep waiting for me, which made me feel terrible. But again, I never do that. And then my older two kids came down and they wanted my attention. And then my son let me know that, you know, he felt very sad when I, you know, was not, I was kind of firm to say, no, like, I'm not, not going to be a part of this because you're demanding my time right now. Like I do that too much and I'm starting to realize why I do it. And I guess I always knew it, <coughs> excuse me, um, but it's becoming a little more clear to me now. And that makes me feel vulnerable that, um, you know, I'm being exposed in that way and that I have to, you know, navigate that at all. And so, yeah, always just... um being available, being seen, always being on, my kids always being around, um, you know, they see the good, bad, and ugly of everything, um, you know, it's really hard to hide at times, you know, if I'm frustrated about something or we get bad news about something that typically if, you know, they were at school, they wouldn't really know what was going on all day long. I remember, you know, when Haley was in school, I felt very disconnected from her because she'd get on the school bus at 830 and she'd come home around four. And honestly, she didn't know what happened with us all day long. And I didn't know what happened with her all day long. And so it was, you know, in a way, it was nice in some ways because she wasn't aware of certain things that happened during the day. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a sad feeling, but it, you know, at the, at the same time, it can be super overwhelming to, um, also have, you know, multiple kids in multiple classrooms, you know, right before COVID hit, I remember being like, just so exhausted because I had three kids in school and a baby and having to make my day-to-day be dictated by an, a school schedule. And it was never laid out to make it convenient for me, So, which they shouldn't. But you know, it was always me having to try to go up and down the hallways because parties were always at the same time. And you, know, you can't be involved with one kid's class, not the other. So then I'm doing for all three. And you know, as much as I loved it, 
you know, there is something to be said about having the freedom of being able to dictate your schedule around what works for you and making school work for your family so that everybody feels happy. Everybody feels like they're getting what they need. Um, and so it also allows me to be able to say, well, I shouldn't feel bad at the end of the night when I'm saying this is my time because I've given so much of my time to them during the day. Um, So, you know, then I question, you know, why do I still have that guilt? So, but yeah, the vulnerability of just always um, sort of, allowing them to see, you know, the more they're around, the more they're going to see my mistakes. And so I guess that's what I was always trying to hide and be away from people and never be completely connected. Um, because then, you know, there's just those less opportunities for those situational things to sort of happen. Um, and then allow myself to continuously beat myself up about it. Um, so obviously, you know, with your, kids being home all the time, you know, there's more opportunities and vulnerabilities happening there. Um, so, you know, it's, I'm feel vulnerable in the fact that I'm putting their schooling on my shoulders, you know, it it all falls on me. So again, if they're not learning properly or they're struggling with something, you know, that makes me feel very vulnerable and exposed because I'm the teacher and I'm the one responsible. I'm the one that should have the answers. And, you know, that's a big responsibility. Um, It's one that I take very seriously and um, I love taking on. But, you know, it's vulnerable. It's, It's vulnerable when people question, you know, well, are you a teacher? You know, well, no, I'm not. I don't have a teacher's degree, but you don't need one. And I think it's, you know, it's just a sign of how people are just very unaware of what they're saying and how it can make someone feel. Um, and the fact that, you know, it's almost like they're questioning, you know, well, how can you be worthy of teaching your child? Which, you know, in my opinion, if anybody should know, you know, their children the best, it's the parent. And so, you know, in some cases, not every parent is cut out to do it. Um, but then there are situations where the parent is and, you know, I feel very much like, um, like I am and, but it still makes me feel vulnerable and there's no judgment to those that don't do it. But I do feel like there is a stigma towards homeschool families. There's a stigma towards, um, sort of it's questioned, It's kind of like viewed down upon. I just think people just don't understand it. So that's vulnerable to me when people are saying certain things to me in conversations that they don't even realize that what they're saying can be kind of like ignorant in a way. But I get to that people have questions or maybe just don't understand it um, because I was there once too. And, you know, it, it is a totally different thing and it's... And it is hard. It is hard to wrap your mind around, you know, having that work for you. But it's a vulnerable. It's a vulnerable place to be for me too because, you know, 
I've always been questioned by people my whole life. So I guess it's just another thing that I feel like, and it falls back to, I always just assume that people have a negative idea of me because that's just been my perception for most of my life. And, and I think that that gets imprinted in your brain when you have parents that, that really don't have a good impression of you. They don't, you know, they're not good caretakers. They don't love you the proper way. Um, they put you down. Um, they're mean to you. They're abusive. It becomes imprinted, you know, that there's something wrong with you. And so it, this has uh, you know, sadly continued in many relationships in my life. And so it's a vulnerable place to be to have to fight that off all the time when you don't fit into the, the normal mode of sending your kid to school the traditional way that most people do. It's a vulnerable place to be when you talk to people or tell people um, because then I immediately am like, oh my gosh, they probably have a very negative opinion of this and they probably think, well, how is she qualified to teach her kids at home? Um, because, you know, I don't have a college education. Um, I did not have that opportunity. My situation looks very different and especially where I um, live right now, most of people are college educated um, and don't come from where I came from. They don't have the background I do. Um, they don't have the story I did. And so I try, I blend in pretty well. And again, I could be off and wrong. Maybe if I got to know, um, more people better, which I guess just maybe the people I got to know don't have the same story, but you know, I don't really fit in with the, you know, people that I sort of live around. So, all that to say, most of the people have college educations and I don't. So that's another thing that's very vulnerable for people to think, oh, well, she doesn't even have a college degree. Like, what's up with that? You know, I would have loved to have a college education. Um, it's something that I don't let it make me feel bad about myself because in some ways I do feel like a college education can be a little overrated at times. But, you know, again... It's an opportunity that I just did not have. So, you know, not to say I could never have gone back to school or I could still go back to school, but that's just not something I'm feeling super pulled to right now, but never say never. But all that to say, there's many different ways that being a homeschool mom and going through this homeschool journey um, has become very vulnerable and it's also been beautiful at the same time because it allows me just way more opportunities to have such deep conversations with my kids um you know we we have all our meals together we eat breakfast together we eat lunch together we have snacks together we eat dinner together you know we hang out after that and sometimes stay up late and watch movies together or we watch shows together and when situational things come up we have really good conversations um and you know again because they're seeing so much of what's going on with me throughout the day um you know obviously age appropriate I do explain a lot of stuff to them 
and kind of explain my feelings and sort of things we're going through. And when there are times that I have to be pulled away to say, listen, we're having a problem right now. We had this happen with our business or I have this I really need to get done. They're very curious and they want to know. And so again, it's been a vulnerable place for me to just really allow them to be in all of these these pockets of our of my life. Um obviously age appropriate um ways, but but again, even though it's so super vulnerable, it's such a beautiful thing too. And it's just it's being such a healing experience that I'm able to go on this journey with my kids and that they are part of my transformation and they are part of my journey. And so, you know, you think all the time how much you're going to teach your kids. And, you know, right now I'm sitting back saying my word, what I'm learning from my kids is just so much. And so I don't want to underestimate what all they're learning too, not just in their textbooks, but in just doing life this way um, for however long the season lasts and relishing in that and believing and having faith that, you know, this is truly where we are meant to be. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. So I wanted to share because a lot of you may be out there thinking, is this for me? Maybe you're in it right now and you're like just so overwhelmed with all the other stuff that's clouding your vision that maybe this might give you the opportunity to think of it from a different perspective, just to take a break. And what I would suggest is if you are feeling super overwhelmed, just like take a break. No one's going to fall that far behind. Like just connect with your kids. Take a week and just connect with your kids. That has benefits. They are going to still learn a lot in that connection. Um, And there are so many different ways that while you're connecting with your kids, you can still be helping them learn the subjects they need to learn. So, you know, that's something that has also been, you know, a big eye opener for me is I feel vulnerable when I tend to get comfortable in a way. I tend to try to keep myself, I don't know, I just kind of not in a comfortable state of mind, just always kind of like at this certain level. Um, and this is something I'm still trying to process, um, that I'm being challenged to sort of allow myself to feel certain comfortable feelings that I guess I was too afraid or fearful to ever experience before because it felt vulnerable or because I didn't want to get hurt. You know, I tend to really guard myself. And and I if I'm honest, 
this has really been helpful to my relationship with my husband too, because, you know, I, I was like this with him. Like we were, I mean, we've been married for over 20 years, but, um, for a lot of those years, we were kind of like strangers disconnected from each other. Um, he didn't really see me, um, for who I really was. And I was very disconnected from him and honestly just didn't care. I mean, it hurt. Um, but, you know, being alone just felt comfortable to me. It wasn't healthy, but it felt comfortable because it's what I knew. It's how I self-protected myself. Um, and it's just this unhealthy place that I allowed myself to be for so long. And so as I'm changing that, even with him, um, again, through therapy, we've been to couples therapy, um, or else we wouldn't even still be married, but you know, it's been a journey to, you know, allow myself to get that out of my head of what, you know, was imprinted on me at such an early age and it was continued through too far into my adulthood that it's just even harder to get that out of there, to release it, to really let it go. Um, and so, yeah, it's just overall such a beautiful, messy journey to healing, happiness, um, healthiness. I mean, health, healthiness in my relationships with my kids and my husband, which are my most important relationships. Um, but most importantly, my relationship with myself. Um, and to be honest, I don't know that I would have ever really continued to work on my relationship with myself to this deep of a level if I wouldn't have been challenged to be so vulnerable by being a homeschool mom and having my kids home. Because like I said, I'll do anything for my kids. I tend to not do much for myself. I tend to be one that I'll stick up for my husband, but I'll let you say whatever you want about me. But yet don't say shit about him, you know, or don't say shit about, you know, a close friend of mine. But I I tend to have allowed people to treat me badly, um, you know, talk out of turn about me, have a stigma towards me that was not fair or justified. I've tend to allow that to happen in my life and no more because allowing that pretty much destroyed my marriage. And we've had to completely rebuild while having three kids, which was hard. So I would suggest that you get stuff together with your husband. You do therapy, you figure shit out because when you have kids, it doesn't get any easier and it brings so much stuff up. And even though we thought we were good, we weren't. And so it's been such a beautiful journey and God knew I wasn't going to do it for myself. God knew that about me. I don't even know if I knew it about me, um, but I'll do anything for my kids. And so if it wasn't for the fact of being put in this situation, taking the opportunity allowing myself to have 
the mental awareness to say my eyes are open. Let me see what I need to see. Um, I, you know, I don't think I would have wanted to continue this self journey on me and knowing me, really knowing me and really loving me the way I should, if it wasn't for wanting to do it for my kids, because they see me so much of me and I want what they see to be good. I want it to be inspirational. I want it to be something that that sticks with them. It's something that it, I want it to be what I always wished I would have had. Um, I want it to be healthy. I don't want my kids not to say I'm perfect. I know I'm not. Um, I want it to be healthy. And so, you know, we underestimate the unhealthy, toxic stuff in our lives, the relationships and the, and the stuff with us we don't have right. That affects our, you know, physical, the pain we're in every day, um, the sicknesses that we deal with, how, how often we're sick. Um, all of that plays such a key role. And so overall, everybody is just so much healthier. Um, you know, I don't get sick like I used to. And I attribute a lot of that to the way that I treat myself and the way that I care for myself in the fact that I plan to be well and I really care for myself um, beforehand. And so I do that with, you know, natural solutions with chiropractic care, homeopathy, um, you know, just putting good stuff in my body, food is medicine, just knowing, um, being in tune with my body. Um, and you know, exercising, but my mental, you know, the relationships that I allow in my life anymore. And the fact that there's just, I'm breeding healthiness. And so it feels really good to, um, to sort of be at this place of the next sort of layer being peeled back, seeing a situation that he really didn't think was going to mean that much or even have that much to do with you, <laughs> have so much to do with such a huge part of a healing process and sort of a new chapter, um, you know, a new beginning. So yeah, it's been really cool. I know that this podcast is a little longer than most of mine. I do try to keep these podcasts short because I do know that time is limited and that, um, you know, you've got a ton of other things you could be doing, but hopefully you're multitasking, doing something else while you're listening to this, which I know I don't do as good with, with, um, listening to podcasts, but, um, I thank you. If you are listening to this, I hope that it resonates with you. If you feel like there's somebody that this would, um, be helpful for, please share it. Um, share with me your thoughts and feelings. I learn so much from other people. I'm also becoming so much more open to, um, you know, just healthy, open sharing. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for people that take the opportunity to be vulnerable on social media or in a podcast or in a blog because their vulnerability has also helped me. 
I'm so thankful for all of the people that have been vulnerable um, in times when it was like I really needed to hear something or see something. So I hope that that is you. I I hope that um, you know this can you know resonate with you. If you're struggling, just realize you're not alone, and um, just remember to take time to love you to take care of you, to get to know you, um, understand you. Don't run away from your traumas. Don't run away from your pain. You know, learn to sit with it. Learn to be one with it. Um, don't lace up those running shoes and take off because it will find you every single time. And I've done that so many times. You got to sit with it. You got to just understand it, process it, and learn how to let it go. And uh, make sure it's really gone because uh, there's a lot of things that I thought were let go or gone, but they weren't. They weren't really. Or maybe I didn't go deep enough and there's like another layer. Um, So, you know, be open to therapy. You know, it's not weak to go to therapy. It's strong because it's something that's good for you. It's something to be helpful. Find the right therapist. Be open to switching if the first one you try is doesn't feel right, you know? Go with your gut. Listen to you. You know, you know what you need. You know, have faith that there is um you know, the answer's waiting that the that you can see what needs to be seen as long as you're open to receiving it. Um, taking opportunities that maybe take you outside your comfort zone, answering those things that are tugging at you that you're pushing off this year um, that could be such a growth for you. And when you look back at next year, you can say, wow, you know, I'm glad that this year I did it because it's been tugging at me and not going away. Um, Then it means something, you know, it's not going away for a reason. Um, Doors closed doors open but sometimes you know if it's staying there and it's staying open and sort of inviting you in over and over and over again um, pray about it but you know it might be something you need to do and it might end up like this to be a beautiful growing healing experience so I will leave you with that and Until next time, this is In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and thank you so much for listening.